This episode of Above the Standard is brought to you by Fire Mall Tools. You ever think to yourself, man, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better tool to do this job. Well, Mitch and the guys at Fire Mall Tools did just that. They engineered a better breaching tool. Whether you're forcing a door or venting a roof, they developed the tool, the Mauler, now the Reaper, now the TSR Halligan that's going to make our job easier. Not only that, they have a grip system, a grip kit, patented. All their stuff's patented. And and that makes swinging the axe way better. It makes swinging anything better. It makes making a New York hook go through lath and plaster way easier. We've all gotten snagged trying to pull that thing down through the roof, through the ceiling. Sucks. But their grip system, man, it works. If you haven't, check out Fire Mall Tools, the best damn tools on the market. And everything's made in the USA, just outside of Chicago. They have great stuff. They have more great things coming. If you haven't already, check them out. Fire Mall Tools. How's it going, everyone? My name is Chris Hagan. This is Above the Standard, the podcast brought to you by Barbell Battalion. Uh, If you haven't, check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. The content is different, so you get something kind of fresh and different across all three platforms. Um, And if you haven't, like subscribe and follow the podcast on spotify and apple all right so today we're talking to jason Patton. who is jason jason Patton is a firefighter paramedic in south florida but you also might know him from fire department chronicles and fire department coffee and the guy is a genius a comedic legend in the fire service and we talk about the the importance of both EMS and fire. We talk about social media and we talk about the importance of social media in growing a business, especially a firefighter owned business. Because we want to see growth and development within our own consumer group, the the, the firefighters. We want to see entrepreneurs develop um, around us. It just makes our, our culture better. So please, I had a ton of fun talking to him. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Patton. And we're recording. All right. So today on Above the Standard uh, podcast, we're talking with Jason Patton. And Jason's a firefighter paramedic in Florida. And probably most notably for for many people in the fire service and surrounding is the um, the namesake, the face of um, Fire Department Chronicles and um, also Fire Department Coffee. So, um, Jason, I'm sure you have a ton of stuff working in the background, stuff we know about, stuff we don't know about. So I do appreciate your time. Um, oh, thank you, man. Appreciate you having me on, brother. Uh, awesome, man. So uh, like any good uh, millennial, um, you know, my first intro into you, I guess I would have no other exposure to you would be um, f- from social media pages, um, you know, Instagram and, and, and Facebook and uh, through Fire Department Chronicles. And so... Um, we've been able to just kind of see the videos progress and kind of get more and more popular and um, give kind of a peek behind the curtain um, to our, to our job. And um, so I, I think you get probably a good amount of feedback uh, on, uh, on the videos, probably more, uh, more positive than, 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 than not, which is awesome. Cause I think so many people enjoy them. And I'll say that uh, in preparation for, uh, for this today, um, I'm pretty much taught amongst the opinion of my department. I'm, I'm talking with the, the, the highest ranking fire department celebrity, uh, in the fire service with our, with our guys. 
<laughs> That's uh, hysterical. Right. Um, so, Jason, um, you know, I've listened to a couple um, episodes of, of, of podcasts you've been on. Um, for, but for I guess for those that don't know, um, you know, what were you what what was Jason Patton uh, pre fire service? You know, I was a uh, I was a mechanic before. I actually went to a place called Eagle Academy. It was a boot camp for like bad kids, um, which was interesting. And then I got into uh, being a mechanic, which was was great. It was a good learning experience for like what like true, really really hard like labor intensive work is like. And then um, and, and not getting paid for it some days because I was flat rate, uh, so you know I could work a ten hour day and only get paid you know, half an hour. Um, so, but, um, you know, I, I did that and it was, it was incredible. And then I found e- EMS and fire and it was, you know, an instant connection for me. So when, what did you have in your, you know, pre fire service life? So what, what age were you when you entered the fire service? So I was actually, uh, I was 23 or 22 when I got into EMT school. Okay. And then uh, probably about 20, uh, it was either 23 or 24. Uh, I was actually 23 when I went to medic school and then um, 24 when I was in uh, fire school and got hired at 25. So, so pre, pre-medic school, pre-EMT school, you know, did you have either some sort of, you know, opinion or, or pre, predisposed, um, you know, I guess thought of the fire service in general? Um, of, of either what it was, what you thought it was, um, you know, as opposed to obviously we know the truth now, but yeah. did you know when you saw? Cause I'll, I'll tell you when I remember as a kid driving by, we would make jokes about like you know police or fire going through an intersection lights and sirens, and it would be like eleven forty, and we'd make a joke, ah, they're probably going to lunch, and like I, in, in at that young age, I was like. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's what they do. And obviously, like you know, nowadays, like the liability of doing that now, obviously, it wouldn't happen. Maybe back in the sixties, seventies, maybe eighties, you know, I'm sure that yeah. happened. But like, you know, what was your thought with the fire service before you got into it? Did you have anything specific? Actually, funny enough, man, I really didn't. I didn't have any like concept of fire EMS or anything like that. I never, I never even looked into it i'm I'm actually first generation uh firefighter so um the first generation everything medically so uh you know my dad volunteered as a state trooper in florida where i'm where i'm at and uh but that was was pretty much it man i had almost zero experience in it so when someone introduced it to me the emt program they're like yeah you got to check this out i'm like you know i'll I'll try it out so i had no no predisposed any kind of recollection of what was going to happen so when i went in there I, I immediately fell in love with it i was like this is so cool just say you mean none of us want to run ems but you know there was just there's just something about it dude i just thought i was like this the human body is just so ridiculous so it was a really really cool experience you know when uh you know i went through so i've been in um so i started in like my in my fire department does you know both EMS fire um I think like yeah. most outside outside of like a big like metropolitan area or um urban area and even some like so I'm about a half hour north of Detroit and even Detroit now for the past couple of years is running EMS calls so the EMS mm. world is definitely getting into all elements of of the fire service um even those that were historically you know fire only are now seeing that um so I came in in 07 with 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 my end and um started here and 
I don't know how it is where you're from, but here, if you want to get a full-time job that's outside of maybe that, that urban area, you have to have um, a, a paramedic license. There's yeah. e- EMT is like few and far between, and that's like highly, highly competitive. Um, and then you have, you know, if you want anything of, of substance, you want to have a, a medic license. Yeah. And so I don't know if that's how it is where, where, where you are, um, down there, but what, um, what was your experience in, in, um, EMS prior to fire? So I, with EMS, I, so I, you're, you're right. It's ex- exactly the same here. If you want to be, if you want to not just run like inner facilities or, um, you know, very, very, very rare first response, then you have to go fire and, uh, and EMS, you, you just medic as well. Um, you just, there's, there's no way getting around it because firefighter only, you're probably volunteering around here. Very few departments are fire only. Um, so, you know, I, when I got my EMT license, I went and I started paramedic school. I went and worked for, uh, American medical response. I worked there for oh, the, the, the giant of AMR. Yeah. Yeah. I worked. For, yeah. It was a blast. Um, I worked there. Well, it was cool. Was when I, when I was working there in the beginning for about the first year, we had a contract with the local fire department where we ran, you know, quote unquote, first response with them. Sure. And what it was, was our uh, code three is what we called it. So, um, you, if a uh, fire rescue showed up on a call, it was a BLS patient. Then we would come take them, transport them to the hospital. We got some good calls. I actually got my one and only ectopic pregnancy that I'll probably ever see in my career. I actually got um, through that, and you know, a lot of uh, pulling people out of nursing homes and bringing them to the to the hospital and stuff. And I mean, as funny as it is, man, I saw some ridiculous stuff coming out of as uh, out of nursing homes where they were just like, "Man, they're just done. This is not Cindy. She's not acting right." I'm like, "Well, Cindy's having a massive stroke right now, so uh, <laughs> that's that's why she's not acting." Right so um, it was. Um, it was definitely uh, it was it was a cool experience, man. I I learned a lot, and people say like I don't want to work for AMR before I or a private ambulance company before I get hired for the fire department. It's like it's not really the right attitude, man. Because you know the biggest thing I see with new probies when they come in is they don't know how to talk to patients, so they don't they don't understand how to read medication, they don't understand how to read monitors, and dude, you go for work for those places, you'll get a ton of practice. Yeah, I, I think so. So my department is is in kind of similar fashion. We're in a transition right now to going uh, completely fire department based ALS, and mm-hmm. so for my entire career, um, you know, we've had a con- um, more or less a contract with a private EMS agency, and mm-hmm. so so I have known nothing but but full blown private EMS experience at least um, interaction with them from the fire side with, with them on scene and. They, as much, and it's so easy. To, it's so easy to shit on them. It, it, it the yeah. in the private EMS sector, um, but when you like look more into it, like it's clear if they have a shit attitude, it's it that's coming. That that is a a a culture issue. That's a management issue, a leadership yeah. issue within their agency. And it could be like you have pockets of of phenomenal medics in that group that really want to do well, but you know, we have seen it, you've lived it, the mm-hmm. inner facility transfers that just beat you down. And then you're called to, you know, run a, run, run, run a call emergent to assist a fire agency. You're burned out already. You're, you're probably pissed off. And then you got to deal with a bunch of like douchebag firemen that already like hate you. 
and yeah. and, and and that you expect to have a, a positive interaction, which which is tough. And there's a whole like you know bigger monster to to all of this. Um, but Absolutely. Uh, right. And uh, so when you go into so what transferred you into um, the fire service where you're at? What what brought you into that world? So you really didn't, you didn't have an option. You, um, you either, you know, it's kind of like you, you get into this business, you go to EMT school and paramedic, and then you make a decision. You're either going to go fire or at least apply and try to become a firefighter paramedic, or if you're going to go the EMS side, which will put you in two categories, you're either going to work for a private ambulance company for, for your, for life, or you're going to go work at like a, uh, a hospital or something like that, which you'll, you'll most likely eventually try to become a nurse so you can make a little more money. Um, but <clears throat> you know, it, it's, if you want to make a decent living, you got to go fire rescue ALS, um, you know, or, or nurse, if you're going to go on the other sides, man, because look, paramedics and EMTs just don't get paid crap. And you're right, man. It's, it, that's a very dynamic and I think appropriate way to look at it. You know, people love to, to crap on the ambulance companies. Um, but I'll tell you right now, at least where I was at, man, you don't, you don't have a station. The only time people that had quote unquote stations were the 24 hour trucks. Most of them were 12 or 16 hour trucks. Those guys are literally, they're like, yo, uh, go stand on, go, go sit at military and Boynton beach Boulevard and just sit there and wait for your next call. So they're trying, you know, doing freaking ambulance yoga, trying to get some kind of sleep or if they're in those 24 hour trucks, when I worked for AMR, if you were on a 24-hour truck, you were up for 24 hours. You weren't sleeping. There was zero sleep involved. Like you, I worked. I worked 148, and I and I ran about 42 calls, and I almost killed my dispatcher. Uh, <laughs> it was like the worst experience of my life, <laughs> at least when it came to that. So, um, you know, it, it was um, it was insanity, dude. It was just nonstop. So, yeah, I think that that's why. And um, honestly, most ambulance companies, those medics are getting paid 15 bucks an hour, 14 bucks an hour. Um, I know when I worked there, it was $14 an hour for a full-time medic, but if you wanted benefits, it was $12 an hour. Like that's, that's insane. That's like, you can't make a living off of that. So crazy. Well, it, it's wild well, too. Like, you know, we have some, the, either the dedicated 24 hour cars it, in similar to what you're talking about. And like the, mm-hmm. I think the, the, the longer the crews were in those cars, um, you know, day after day, year after year, like the, the, the rig almost became like a pseudo apartment. Like you oh, open yeah. the back door and there'll be like a fern, like on like the <laughs> yeah. bench seat. There's a box fan. Um, they creatively <laughs> stuff a sleeping bag somewhere in an ambulance com- cubby that you had no idea existed, right? Yeah. What the hell is this? Well, yeah, we we've been we've been using the Home Depot's Wi-Fi for the past twenty hours, just trying to catch up on on sleep. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's <laughs> the two different lifestyles, man, and that's why. You know, look, I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if you make everything equal across the board. This is just what we do. We, we mess with each other. You can take 10 guys, put them in a station. Every single guy is exactly the same. But one guy's, like, left toe is a little bit longer. You know, they're going to call him long toe for the rest of his life. You know, like, that's that's just, like, this is just what we do. We just make fun of each other. It's just it's a part of life, you know. And uh, it's unfortunate, though, because definitely those private ambulance company, like, uh, I tell you, when I left there, I was like, Thank God, because uh, I was probably going to end up murdering somebody at some point in time. So it's crazy. And I think they're, yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're exactly right. And um, back to what you just said, too, like I, what I've like noticed just in talking with folks is if you have an issue or you're dealing with something at your department, there's a hundred other departments dealing with that same thing. That same personnel issue, that same chief issue, that same truck issue, the same equipment or, you know, one person wants 
you know, this nozzle as opposed to like this halogen or whatever. Everyone's dealing with the same thing. They just the the people that are saying it just have different names and faces, but the personalities are all the same. Um, and uh, so when you got when you got into the job, what um what was your biggest kind of like surprise coming into fire? You know, it's funny because I, I didn't again I didn't really have an expectation per se. Um, the only thing that I expected to happen just from being around a bunch of people and being around, you know, uh, through my ride times and meeting other firefighters is I think I expected to have a little more, um, like, uh, I guess, um, ball busting for lack of a better word. But when, when I came in, it was just, there was just so like, it's, it seemed like, it seemed like like the world or everything around had become really, really soft. Um, and I don't even know if soft is, is, is the best word, but, you know, it just seemed like everybody was – you couldn't mess with anyone anymore because people had kind of taken a little bit too far. Because yeah, I don't like the word hazing because it's – I got such a negative uh, – um, uh, like a negative look at it, but man, I, I loved the brotherhood part of it. And, um, I think just the department, my department at the time, it, the brotherhood wasn't quote as strong as it could have been. It's gotten better over time, but, um, you know, I got hired in 2008 and it was like uh, the hiring freeze, the economy was destroyed. So, you know, people just wanted more money and it was, it was just a crap show. So, um, it was definitely a little, everything else I expected it, but I definitely did not expect as much EMS. I mean, we run probably 85% EMS, so it's been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Same, um, you know, kind of same with us. I think the same is replicated, um, across the country. What? What element of the fire service did you find that you 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 enjoyed the most um, when you got in? You know, were uh, were you assigned to a particular truck, or was there has there been like a certain element of the fire service that you kind of gravitated towards as like your niche or something that you really want to invest or have invested your time in? So I I genuinely um, so here where we're at in Florida, our department, most departments. There's very rare that there are like truck companies, engine companies, squads, you know, stuff like that. When you when you come here, um, you're everything. So like, like you might be rig hopping, rig hopping that day. Yeah, you're 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 all over the place. Like, it, well, one truck has everything that your one apparatus has everything that you're going to be doing. And I mean, and it literally is like you arrive on scene and someone looks, at, someone says, you know, engine eighty six, your forcible entry you know, go do this, you know, but then the next call engine 86, your search and rescue, like, you know, you, sure. you have to know, yeah, you have to know every single, everything that you, that you're able to do, uh, whether it's hose operations or, or whatever it is. And I've actually met company or my, uh, my good friend, Luke, at his department, if you're on the rescue, you don't go into the fires and, uh, you, you, you hang out. Um, but you know, he, um, you know, so if you're on the rescue that day, or we caught the rescue is an ambulance to us. But sure. um, so if you're if you're on the ambulance today, you're not going into the fire, which is definitely not for us. <laughs> like for us, if I beat them there, if I beat them there, I'm grabbing the uh, I'm grabbing the line. I'm, I'm grabbing going the free in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, see yeah. you guys later. Uh, so um, you know, it, it's I've I've loved every aspect of it. Forceful entry is by far like you know the most fun. But I genuinely enjoy search and rescue. I love search and rescue. Like that's. There's just something about that man that that I that I truly enjoy. What uh, what element of like of those like a force and search 
have you kind of uh, like what about that lot like kind of like locks you in or engages you? I mean, obviously, with the forcible entry, there's there's just that that brutes you know mentality of like break door, go inside. Sure, like, that's just it's yeah. just really cool. And, and and watching the technique develop over time, that's what's been incredible with firefighting with me is that you know there are the basics that never change. Um, and it is funny watching, uh, you know, it is funny watching firefighters in general bash their faces against the wall and they're like, no, this is the greatest thing ever. And it's like, okay, it's already been proven. That's not the greatest thing ever. Could you please stop doing that? So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think it's just a firefighter thing, but, um, you know, there's just, there is that brute mentality that I love about the forceful entry and just the technique that's developed and how, you know, just finding better ways to do things that are really cool. The search and rescue though, I just. There's just something about – I think that comes down to the core of firefighting, why we do this. You know, we enjoy putting, you know, water on the fire. That's really cool. Um, but, you know, there's just something about that that core mentality of being able to save a life that this is what you've trained for. You've trained to go in here. You've trained to search blind and find that body and then understand how to get back out. Like, I think that's what's so cool is, is if you took everything away, you know, it, it comes down to one thing, saving lives. And I think the basics of that is search and rescue. And I think too, um, I think there's a, a really good, um, and, and this, I, I can't even call it a, a culture shift because there's so many departments that have done it that follow it um, to a T, but um, there's also a lot of departments that have, have kind of followed the kind of the IFSTA fire Academy method on search, which is you're going to go on all fours. You're going to put your hand mm-hmm. on this person's boot and then your other partner's going to put their hand on that, their boot. And you're going to look like this weird firefighting human centipede going through the room. And yeah. it just, it, 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 it sometimes just does not work. But then you have this other uh, very, very strong kind of VES um, driven uh, culture. And I know like guys like Brian Brush is doing a lot of work on the firefighter survival um, or the victim survival study. It's showing like VES is such a, um, uh, a, a preferred or has a higher victim outcome with survivability. Yeah. So it's definitely a level. Um, I think that I, I know my department's very uh, kind of under, under trained and it's definitely something I think I'm working towards um, in the, in, in the future. Um, so I, I definitely share that same uh, that, that same passion for you right now. What um who uh, in the fire service right now? Who are you kind of connected? Like who are you investing time in? Like studying? Is there anybody that either books or or um, podcasts or um, people that you are kind of uh, absorbing and, and kind of bettering your craft with? Either EMS or fire. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and I will say this on the uh, the search and rescue part. The, what I enjoyed about firefighting in general is the science that tends to try to go behind it and, and, and truly trying to change the things that we're doing, having purpose behind it. You know, when I first came on, it was get on scene, break every single window, you know, get as much smoke out of there as possible so the guys can go in and do a good search and rescue. And then obviously, like, they're like, oh, yeah, that's called flow path. And we've now fed this fire as much fuel <laughs> as it wants or oxygen as it wants. So not not good. Um, you know, and then search and rescue, man, I don't know about you guys, but with, with regards to going on all fours, they're going against that now. They're like, don't go on all fours. That's not smart. You know, at least in our department, what Absolutely. we're seeing is, like, yeah, you know, if you're on all fours, it's a really, really bad position to be in. So, but, you know, again, I when I took, when I went to fire school 14 years ago, that was the thing you were on all fours. And, yeah. um, 
that's why I tell people that go on social media and they're just spouting crap out of their face and they're like, this is the only way it is. This is the best way. And it's like, yo, like maybe, maybe listen to what people are saying because what you're spouting right now saying this is the greatest thing ever in one year that's going to be disproven and you're everything that you're saying right now is not true. So like, it's like, we need to maybe be a little bit more receptive to the reasonings behind why we do things versus this is just why we do it. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I probably, I will personally admit that I've developed bad habits of not continuing the craft of learning from those around me by like researching it and going into, you know, um, I do like continuing education classes and stuff like that, but I don't sit down and read the books that I probably should. I've read like step up and lead, um, you know, which I thought was an incredible book crew resource management that really talks about, um, the, the best ways to, um, utilize your crews and stuff like that. So I've done, you know, stuff like that. And obviously, um, uh, doing promotional tests. Um, but you know, I genuinely just like social media and going <laughs> on there and reading what people are doing, seeing the way that they're changing. Do you know who does like a really good job at just explaining stuff in a very short matter is national fire radio. Um, very you know, good. They, Those guys are yeah. awesome. Yeah, they've received a lot of hate over over the years from from key groups and stuff, but uh, or from certain groups, we'll say. Um, but I love the way that they explain things, and I've talked to Jeremy a few times, and you know, he's like, "Hey, we're not out there trying to change the world. We just want to show what people do that's a little bit different." I'm like, "Yo, that's really smart." You know, uh, at DMY, we changed our our loadouts for our high rise packs because of them. Uh, one of our guys went up there, uh, rode on a, a couple trucks with them hanging out, and the way that they put their high-rise packs together made a lot of sense for uh, uh, the crews that we have of our size. So it, it was really, really cool. So I think just talking to people and learning the way things do people, I like to do it personally, especially with traveling and speaking and all that. I get to learn about departments where you're like, wait, what? You do what? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, we do this because of this. I'm like, dude, that makes sense. That's awesome. So been cool yeah we had the same sort of uh actually the same exact thing with the fdmy with the high-rise pack with the two and a half just with, yeah. with, with one of their loads it's just one is just compartment size it's just that particular load fit our particular mm -hmm. compartment that we were restructuring and you know if, if anyone has a a hose pack that's dialed in it's uh um it's gonna be the fdmy and i know dave mcgrill over at denver has a really successful um high-rise pack but for our compartment the fdmy load was way better and i think you're exactly yeah. right with um social media i am i really try to invest my time in the craft but i will also be the first one to say that i'm an idiot and <laughs> i i have like i if for, for me to to say that my department that services a, a town a, a township of forty thousand people that mm -hmm. runs you know a few thousand calls a year that my way and my technique and what I absorbed on a YouTube video is going to be the gospel to what everybody else should follow as the dumbest shit I've ever, like I could ever say and yeah. not, and not accept somebody else that might be doing something different that I might want to absorb. And the guys at national fire radio are, um, are cause like they'll just take really simple things. Like, I don't know like where this department decided to put a LDH intake into mm -hmm. the truck, you know? And, that's like the whole content of their video and i and i talked with um a guy from texas named kyle romagus and and he he was awesome and he was saying like you know it's so easy in the fire service for us to be nasty to each other on like the comments like we have such a strong brotherhood but man yeah. we, we, we are so easily able to cannibalize our own mm -hmm. in, the, in the comment section like very vigorously too um, yeah 
<laughs> well, that's, I think that's that's this this alpha dog mentality. Oh yeah. Like, let me tell you how it is. Like, EMS, I believe, is just as bad, uh, and that it's one of my favorite things. Is like to like see people posting something. They post, you know, that this is their protocols for VTAC. And then people coming behind and going like, you guys are idiots. I can't believe you do that. <laughs> I would, I would, my favorite was, um, I put a video up about shocking a Sicily, right? Um, and it was this whole thing, like, what if we had to get defibrillated, um, you know, to, to be able to use defibrillators, that kind of okay. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so people are like, I can't believe you shocked a Sicily. We don't do that. We would never do that. And I'm like, you wouldn't do that right this second. But the fact that you're so passionate about it is crazy because if your medical director walked in tomorrow and went, hey, moron, you're shocking everyone that's flatlined for the rest of your life. You're going to go, okay. And you're going <laughs> to shock right. everyone that's flatlined. Like, stop being so passionate about things. Like, it is what it is, man. In fact, there there's a ton of um, – there have been studies that, that show that. They're, they're, they, what they do is at the um, – the end of an uh, of a cardiac arrest. You've been working asystole for the last fifteen minutes. They take seven hundred and twenty joules and shock this person. They put two monitors on them and weld the living crap <laughs> out of them, and they see if it works. I think the general uh, and this probably went on for about two years. I think it did work sometimes, but for the most part, it did not. Uh, so it's like you know, it, it it is what it is, man. Everybody everybody's got a strong passion, but it's like hey, be pa- be passionate about what you're doing, but don't shit on people in the process because what you think is what you think is breaking uh, evidence in medicine will be disproved a year from now and everything you've been yelling at people about won't, won't matter anymore amen amen and um so it, you know in, in in connection with social media and comments um clearly you have a mildly successful and i say that like sarcastically <laughs> like social media following and uh, one that is probably in 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 the in the 14 seconds I chose to investigate this, which is pretty much a lifetime, um, <laughs> uh, you, I, th- I think you do have like the most followed and engaged like fire service based um, social media account or, or platforms out there, which is something like is I think something super um, uh, to be proud of. And, and um, when at what at what tipping point, like why did you? Um, one, how did you come up with the name? And then two, you know, how did you start to, to develop um, this content? You know, it, the beginning was just was just pure luck of enjoying the crews around me and, and having a good time, that kind of thing. But the name came the name came out of desperation. To be honest, I uh, originally started with Fire Department or uh, National Geographic's Fire Department edition. Uh, re- received a nice cease and desist from them. Um, I was like, <laughs> change your name. So, um, which it, with the funniest part about that whole thing is that they sent me that I ended up contacting them, explaining who I was, showed them everything that I did. And they actually were like, you know what? You're good. Like you can, you can keep the name. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. Cause I don't want you coming back after. Right. Years. <laughs> so when it gets uh, to, like changed... wicked popular and like it is, like it is. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it, it changed into fire department, uh, chronicles and just the content has just been, you know, life, man, things that have happened around me, things that I've witnessed in my life, you know, EMS in general, just watching, just watching what happens in EMS, um, and how EMS and fire and just, again, like the, the everyday kind of thing. I'm lucky. Um, I'm lucky that I've gained the popularity that I have. I, I never take that for granted. I never think that I'm, 
you know, people are like, I can't believe you're talking to me, man. You're like a celebrity. I'm like, no, I'm a firefighter. <laughs> like, I'm a firefighter, dude. Like, like th that's what this is all about. So, um, I, it, it should all be, it's all based off of just bringing, you know, humor to my brothers and sisters. So yeah, man, it, it's been, it's been a really cool adventure. I hope to, to keep going and, and, um, keep uh, riding the wave and hopefully people will keep finding me funny. So what was the, what was the tipping, the, 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 the tipping point video, um, or post that you did that really, I guess, changed, like, I guess, for lack of a better term, went viral and then put you in, in, in front of the, the, the faces of, of, of America? It's, it's been multiple. Um, that's, that's the thing I think that's, I think it's the key to any kind of social media success is doing a continuous push is, uh, you'll have videos that suck that people don't find funny. And then you'll find videos where, or you'll have videos where people are like, that was the greatest thing ever. So uh, the first one that I was like, oh, like, wow, people actually enjoyed this. Uh, I made, uh, I was doing the National Geographics and we were hunting for the battalion chief and the firefighter. And then this one, uh, we were hunting for the paramedic via their natural mating call, which is bitching. Um, and like, you know, it was just, I got a hours and i was like holy crap that's insane like it was just it was so cool so um and then it's just been you know the different paramedics that you'll meet different emts the uh what, what if we use essential oils um you know like like stuff like that it's just been very cool and then recently green screening myself into popular shows which the next adventure will be backdraft i'm just trying to figure out how to gently it. approach that one yeah <laughs> um, it's, it's, a, it's hard well because i'll tell you this that is the most unrealistic firefighting um uh, sh uh movie, movie ever when the barrel when the barrels are blowing up in the warehouse at the end and it's clear visibility and they're like well i think we we got we still find them uh i think our i think our rubber's still doing good <laughs> yeah dude it's just like you that's going on but i'll tell you this is the odds got truth I'm like, all right, I'm going to start working on this because I know that'll be a popular video just for people seeing what my opinion on it is. Um, but I, I, I swear to God, man, I started watching. I was like, damn it. I love this movie. <laughs> like, like, it hurts me to do this because I actually like this movie. So it's uh, it's the first thing I ever experienced with firefighting. So it's funny. I think the, like one of the things that I've kind of, I've kind of noticed in some mild forms of like content creation is how you're – how you know, you, everything in life, a video, a meme, some funny video anywhere um, has a fire department connection. You just have to, you know, I guess find the right situation to bring that mm -hmm. to light. And it's going to yeah. spark just like this. It like it's so true or that's right moment with, yeah. with, with someone. And that's. It's actually a fun thing, and I don't know. It, it, I kind of go through this filter, and I, I, I don't know. I'm sure you do the same, but you go through this filter if you see something funny, and you're like, "Dude, that that that's kind of like, you know, if if this happens on a scene, or uh, it, we've we've had this in the station or in this life, and and firemen really gravitate towards that because they really like to see like outside elements that are that yeah. videos are just funny in general." And being able to connect that to our job, I think, is just such a um, a positive engagement. Yeah, with uh, I think that's what it's about. Yeah, comedy is all about relatability. If you can relate to the humor, then it's funny to you. Like if you can't relate to it, then it's not funny to you. So, I'm trying to always 
create that connection. I mean, the, I did a, a, a video recently about stretchers, right? Um, and I've done it, and I know three or seven other people have done it. I've seen another person that did it recently. It's funny because it's true because every single person, you're like, yo, sit down on the stretcher, like right here in the crease. And then they sit at the very end of the stretcher. Yeah, it's no, like, no, yeah, scoot up. Keep scooting. No. <laughs> Keep scooting. Yeah. You're almost there. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you know, people are going to do that, bro, because it's, it's, I don't care where you work, it's always the same. I want to do a video about um, every time you get together with other firefighters, because I swear to God, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, everyone gets there, hey, Mikey, what's up? Like, everyone's like, yeah, everyone starts drinking, and then you start making fun of people, and then you start talking about the BS at work, and then, you know, and then eventually you're like, someone's busted someone's balls way too hard, they're ready to fight that, you know, like that, that's every single time, man. It, it's always the same. It's, it, it's every single time, and um, it's, it, it's literally, it, it, it doesn't matter what station you know what station you go to it always you're exactly right it always follows the same flow chart yeah you yep. walk in positive greetings you know maybe hey yep. what's going on and then you know if if you're wearing something different they're going to point it out and then the ball breaking comes and yep. I, I think what the fire service has like cultivated and i'm actually i'm 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 so thankful for it i think it has cultivated some of the sharpest and um you know, quick-witted people on the planet. Oh yeah, and th- that that can really not ma- one make make light of really any situation, um, but but can can easily, um, you know, ha- like you know, have a, a a quick wit, a comment, a quip, like ready to go, like on on the spot. And one of the it, it's it's sad to say, but I think one of the best things that help us in our profession is the dark humor that we have yeah um it's a coping mechanism we all know that but to some degree it and and i think only people in first responder life will get it it's funny it, uh, uh, as as terrible as the public you know might not want to like face it to us there's elements of comedy to it and it's a coping mechanism to us like the last place you want to be around me is a funeral because yeah. i get weird <laughs> And if 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 you want to see, it doesn't have to be. I'm not talking like a fireman's funeral because that's different. But yeah, if if if, if you want to see, probably not the greatest form of comedy. Put five firemen together at a funeral and put them in the back because oh, yeah. you're going to see bouncing shoulders and you know guys leaning towards each other making comments. Now it's just kind of how I guess how we cope with it. You know, we're we're kind of just in that dark comedy world we're already there or i'll go to a party and my wife's friends will ask me like hey so anything crazy happened at work and i was like oh man yeah this lady's leg fell off and it was funny but don't worry she she died a little bit later and (laughs) my wife will leave like my wife will be like why that's the best thing you could come up with the lady that died i'm like well it's kind of funny right because her leg fell off and she's like you're a psychopath you're, an, you're 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 deranged like my my family just was like asking if you know you, you saved somebody and i was like well but that's not funny i mean that's that's okay i i'll know that for next time my bad my bad <laughs> exactly um so at what point did did um fire department chronicles go from kind of a a a, a kind of a, a bootstrap you know element to now you have actually some some really hefty production value 
in in what you're doing you know you can sell you can see some things are maybe like cell phone based but also you have some uh content that's you know pretty good like depth of field obviously something that's you know relatively professionally driven um you know did you start to develop just more of a a, a professional approach to it to really upgrade that content value you know i tried to the, the the cell phone videos for some odd reason will still do will still do really well especially when it comes to like tiktok and, and instagram reels and stuff that those cell phone videos still do well and actually actually youtube as well depending on what the the style of video is um so you know it, it's, it truly depends but i think at some point in time it just came down to necessity like do i want to be able to um step up the production to to visually uh reach what people want to see that's kind of i'd say in the last few years especially when it comes to fire department coffee um fire department coffee videos like though i don't have a choice in those like those those have to be high production because we want oh, sure. to yeah we want to be able to you know appeal to people so and I, th- I think one of the best things that 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 you've done that I think brings brings your content outside the uh, outside the fire service in general is you've maintained this this no PG or PG thirteen um, content. Um, now w- was that to you know I guess continue your content and not really get jammed up by your department. Uh, or did you? Was there like a, a adjacent patent policy that came from your department that kind of shifted the um, the content of the video? With regards to like what type of content it was? Exa- yeah, exactly. Because I mean, you had, there's a lot of videos out there, a lot of content out there that that might not follow um, the the same sort of PG thirteen platform. But I think it's a smart platform that you're on because I know. Brent Fenton yeah. with you know firefighter Fenton with the mustache, guy's an amazing guy. He follows that same sort of platform because it it, it strikes a better audience and it kind of keeps him in this I don't know pathway or corridor for lack of a better term that is not going to get him jammed up with some other issue down the line. Well, that's exactly what it was. Was I forged fire department or National Geographic's fire department edition and immediately. I said, it, it actually came out of necessity for making sure that I kept my job. That's really what it came down to. I was like, yo, I, I want to keep my job. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to create some funny videos. And then all of a sudden, bam, I don't have a, a job anymore because of some stupid social media post. So it, it really came out of that. And then eventually my chief spoke to me and he was like, I like what you're doing. Some people don't. Because, you know, for the first probably two years, I got some pretty heavy flack from it. Um 99% of the time, people were cool with it, but I was just always those 1%. Or I always loved the Chiefs that would come up to me, and they're like, hey, love what you're doing, bro. Stuff is really, really funny. I mean, I'll never admit that in front of anyone, and <laughs> no, no one will ever know that I saw it, but good stuff. And then they walk away. I'm like, why? <laughs> why is that so bad? <laughs> and then, I, like, the other one, I was like, people were like, I don't, I don't know how you get away with doing this, man. I'm like, I'm not taking a shit on my chief's desk. <laughs> like, right, it's all right. very PG-13 stuff. So the, the two big things was for my position, but also because – or for my job, you know, but also because, dude, people should be able to watch this with their families. They should be able to, you know, pop it on in front of their kids and not be like, is this going to be good or bad, you know? Um, so, you know, it, there's there, there's a there's a reason. And mainly I just want people to be able to enjoy it with their wife or their kids and, and, and everything be good. 
Absolutely. What um so I, I know you're on like uh, TikTok and TikTok is crazy because however their algorithm is on TikTok, you can explode explode yeah. on a video and then the very next video you do has like eight views. Um, yeah. Which is, which is wild. Like, so the, on a TikTok for, for, for me, I put this, like I, we were on a boat and I saw this guy like, like, like mowing his lawn, his hill. And he tied a, a rope to a lawnmower and was like lowering it down and pulling it back up, lowering it down and pulling back up. I put a laugh track behind it and it's at like 8 million views right now. That's crazy. And then, you know, the next like 16 videos after that, it's like, yeah, hey, 40 people saw it and you're still an idiot and uh, not, not funny. But uh, that, that one video, like you're good. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, what um, was that was going to TikTok just a natural progression? Cause that's clearly a medium that millions of people are absorbing content on. Yeah. And that's, you know, it was a natural progression. People want to fight it. They're like, TikTok's for the kids. It's like, no, TikTok's for everybody. You just don't want to move with it. See, I mean, look, in business in general, especially in, in, with businesses, you, you have a choice. You progress or you fail. That's it. Like, there's no, there's, no, there's no further, especially when it comes to if you're an e-commerce business. If you are, you know, enjoy, you know, Fire Department Coffee is a 100% e-commerce business, or we're getting into retail, but it's mainly e-commerce. So you want to sell products, you need to go online. For me, as, if I'm doing any social media posts, if I want to connect with the same age people that I am now, but also some younger generations and introduce them to things, because on TikTok, you'll see people like, you know, talking about Blockbuster or 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 bringing up videos or concepts that have been brought up 800 times, but they're brand new to the people of TikTok. So um, there's a huge possibility. And if anyone's trying to get into doing any kind of social media stuff, or if you're a firefighter-based business, you're, a, you're an idiot. If you're not on TikTok utilizing it, you can fight progression all you want, but it's going to happen. So like, you, you make the choice, jump on or, or drown. You know. So what would be your advice for maybe uh, businesses, uh, fire service or not, but if our niche is, is, is the fire service, you know, you know, what's your advice for getting on those platforms and, you know, producing that content? You know, what's your advice for, for just doing it and in, in getting on there? I would say in general, take advantage of everything that you can understand that you're, that you're, that each social media platform will demand a different type of video from you or a different, you know, view or whatever you're going to say. Don't be afraid to fail when it comes to social media. Don't be afraid. Like, legit, be prepared that when you put a video out that it's not going to do well. But it's okay because um, Dane Cook, uh, who at one point in time was one of the highest paid oh, yeah. comedians in history, um you know, he said, I heard him on a podcast and he said something that was so profound to me. He was like, he's like, put, put, put social media, put uh, content out. It doesn't matter what it is, put it out because more and more and more and more is always a good thing. As long as you're not, you know, as long as you're not veering away from who you are as a person or what your brand is, just put it out there because every other one may do well. And like you said, you know, I'll put a video out. I'll put a video out, bro, that I, that I think is gold, and it'll get, like, 50,000 views. And I'm like, all right. And then I'll put a video up that's like, meh, 
and it'll get you know six million views. Right, and and that's, like, and that's, right. That's what I was gonna say. Like fifty thousand to some is what, but but you put that in comparison of what is out there for you existing, and you're in millions. Yeah. It's but again, and that's exactly it, bro. It's perspective. You you keep but but you keep your perspective well. Any video that I ever put out that gets over a hundred thousand views is a win to me. Not, not I don't care what platform it's on. If I mean, and I have you know like 2.2 million followers across all my social media platforms. But if I put something out and it gets a hundred thousand views then I'm happy with it, because yo, if you, if you live your life off of, it's got to explode every single time you are going to have a very disappointing life. <laughs> like, you know, and it's just like, ride the wave, man. Enjoy when the lows are lows and then the highs will be highs and you'll just enjoy the process. But yeah, just stay true, but like move with it. And, and again, like if you're a business, if you're a firefighter based business, and I've said this um, every time I've talked about this, if you are a firefighter-based business and you're shitting on volunteers, you're an idiot. Like, you're a moron. <laughs> Unless you are selling fire trucks to departments that are city-based or government-based, you need to be a very nice person. Because volleys are the ones that purchase 90% of the stuff out there when it comes to, like, like leather straps and, and, and helmet shields and all this stuff. Like, you got to make sure that you're, that you're uh, being true to the people that are purchasing your stuff. Yeah, and, and I think that's... That, that and that's that's like probably a thousand percent true. Um, for and and you know, from 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 my I guess perspective, I'll throw a couple. Um, you know, we have a couple like like stickers and stuff on Etsy, and you know, a couple of them, like like one of them that exploded and it exploded like mainly on a suburban, rural, or volunteer basis was this picture of a stretcher, and it just said "couple bumps" on it because everyone says that term. Yep. When you are wheeling, like, no one teaches that. You don't go through EMT school and say like, "Listen, when you're wheeling this person up into the hospital, you're gonna say a couple bumps when you're taking them out of the rig or something." Yeah. But it's innate that we all say it. But the 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 buyer base just isn't urban departments that have a union sticker that are full time only. It's no. it's everyone uh, across the board, and I think where we also this kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier. We are very easily able to shit on someone that has a passion for the job now yes and and that's what's and that's what kind of sucks because god forbid that you know the person in that community um you know might have a completely you know they might not be able to obtain a full-time position even if they want to um yeah and they, they might not have the means or the ability to 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 move outside that, that that area but i think you're exactly right i think if if you are shitting on one part of the the the, the culture or one part of the the fire service world you're going to alienate and implode part of your yeah. business especially if you are a a firefighter based business where you want to sell product and 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 grow your business overall yes exactly but that's 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 a symptom it's, it's an unfortunate symptom of our culture, and I think that for the most part, most people get the line, but there's just there's a few that just they can't they can't understand that there's a line. Like eventually, you have to stop. <laughs> you know, like I love busting balls, man, and I love getting my balls. But in fact, one of my favorite things in firefighting is what me or somebody else watching two people argue. Like, screw you, bro. Like, oh yeah, that that's what you think it is. Yeah, yeah. And then by the end of the conversation, they're like, so you want to uh, you want to get some lunch? Like, yeah, all right, let's get some lunch. Like, <laughs> like 
we can almost go to blows, and within 30 seconds, we're right back to, all right, um, what do you want What do you want to do for dinner today? I don't think tacos would be good. Like, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's amazing, man. Yeah, um, and, and the the receptability, and this is kind of a little bit off subject, but like the receptability too of the fire service, everyone's the same. I went to, uh, it's probably 10 years ago, I went to South Africa and went to Ca- a Ca- uh, Cape Town Fire Department. And I walked in the door and I opened, like they, they showed me their rig and like they had a, they had a TFT butts fire on, on their rig. And I was like, holy shit, like this, this, this job is so small. Like you have the same piece of equipment that's on, on my truck in there and then the guy goes to his locker and then throws me his t-shirt because they didn't have anything to sell and i was like damn this job is just globally the coolest job in the world and um we're we're certainly fortunate enough to to, to do it um, absolutely and uh so one of uh, you know our most recent correspondence came of nothing else but a coffee post um and um about what 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 coffee enters the firehouse and i was just walking through costco when i saw volgers and maxwell house and knew this would be like chevy versus ford and like work like a charm and uh got yeah, got man. got a lot of engagement um yeah. and so what uh you know I, I know you've shared this before but what you what 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 connected you to fire department coffee so when um i was when I was making all these videos and a hurricane was going to hit us and I put a video out about how uh, coffee brand was going to stop us from killing each other. And, um, I, I got contacted by the, uh, CEO of fire department coffee, uh, Luke Schneider's his name. And, um, he was like, yo, do you want to work with fire department coffee? And I said, well, send me the coffee first. I want to try it. So, um, I tried it and I was like, this is incredible. Like the, the coffee was so good. loved it. The, the stronger I made it, the better it tastes. Um, so I just in general really, really loved the coffee. And then um, over the last five years, you know, I'm now the vice president and, and, and I uh, part owner of the business. And it, it's just been a very, very, very cool experience um, learning so much about coffee and becoming passionate about it. I mean, I've been passionate, passionate about the caffeine part of it, but, uh, you know, I just love everything about it, man. It's just been such, such a cool experience. And I always love the, um, you know, uh, Folgers versus Maxwell house versus every other coffee brand out there. I, I just think it's so funny. It, yeah. It's, it's funny cause everyone's so passionate about it. They always have an opinion on it and, you know, kind of goes back to to, to ball breaking so how'd you guys get in with uh with uh, brent fenton and bringing in firefighter fenton with that so um fenton uh and, and i will say this by the way um the the number one passion behind everyone's coffee purchase is how much does it cost that that's what it really comes down to <laughs> yeah. I, I love it i love it like i would never drink that stuff in my house oh it's three dollars cheaper i i let's try it out it'll be the right thing that sucks uh but um but uh Fenton actually was kind of like a natural thing because Fenton has always been, um, you know, involved with do, doing his own thing in so many videos and stuff. And, and I, uh, we had done a couple videos together and eventually it was just a natural fit. I was like, yo, do you want to, you know, start doing some videos together? We'll come, come work with fire department coffee. Um, you know, we'll hook you up with coffee and, and, and hugs and stuff. And, uh, and now, and now he's, uh, working with us, man. So it's, it's very cool. That's awesome. Now, how, how have, how has the business been able to, um, pivot or has it been impacted, uh, with COVID? You know, uh, we're lucky because COVID 
was such a brick and mortar destroyer for lack of a better word. Sure. Um, but e-commerce, which is primarily what we do, um, we were able to thankfully made it, make it through, uh, just because, you know, everyone was on ordering online, so on and so forth. So, um, you know, it, I think it comes down to to uh, multiple things, but I think the the biggest thing it comes down to is we make good co- we make good coffee. You know, like you can love that we give back ten percent of all of our net proceeds, and you can love that we're firefighters. But if the coffee tastes like dog shit, then you're not going to want to drink it. So um, we make high quality coffee, and, and and people genuinely like it. So that's why they keep coming back. Awesome. Um, well, well, Jason, I'm, I'm sure you got a lot going on today. I'm sure you do a billion podcasts a week. And so I, I, uh, I can't thank you enough for, 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 for lending me your time. Hopefully the, the people in your life are, are not just, you know, you know, waiting quietly in the background, tapping their watch saying like, we have to get the hell out of here. You know, no, you know, no. What you don't know is I took a shower during this. This is, this is a good one, man. man the be- the best noise canceling mic and quiet shower head. <laughs> ever just sponging sponging oneself Uh, that's awesome so jason how can uh, people find you how can they find fire department coffee yeah so uh fire department chronicles fire department coffee on every social media platform uh including uh the the old twitter um the old twitter Twitter. uh so but uh if you you want some coffee you can go firedeptcoffee.com or just google fire department coffee you put in the code fr15 you get yourself 15 percent off and uh, check us out perfect um again jason thank you so much man i wish uh you and uh your family and the guys at the firehouse um all the best and i know florida is probably the polar opposite of michigan right now for covid restriction so um i think uh you know hopefully you guys are still uh maintaining well and everyone's being safe down there and i wish you all the best thanks brother you too man thanks for having me on all right thanks jason we'll see you man bye all right buddy peace I want to thank Jason for coming on the podcast. Um, he's a phenomenal guy. He donated his time and his morning to talking with us. And if you haven't um, heard of Fire Department Coffee, buy some, get some, use Jason's code to get 15% off. And um, if you haven't heard of Fire Department Chronicles, you know, lift the rock that you're under, check them out on all the social media platforms. The stuff's hilarious. Um, and in connection to kind of what we talked about, Let's move forward and get a little better and more kind to people, especially in that comment section. Either don't leave one and don't be an asshole in the comments to people that might just be doing something good or they just want to be passionate about the job. All right. So until next time, hopefully we'll see you. Stay safe. And, uh, well, thank you for listening. All right. Bye.